Hey, DGB sisters, it's Donna Rudowitz, and welcome to the Divorcing Gracefully and Beyond show. And today we have Kathy. Hi, Kathy. How are Hi. you? Kathy is a longtime DGB sister. Kathy and I have been working together for uh, quite some time now, and I so excited when I saw your name on today's show because we have so much to talk about because Kathy has um, both her journey that she's been through that she's going to share with you as well as many tips and tricks and tools that have worked for her that she's willing to share with us. And for those of you who are new to the Divorcing Gracefully and Beyond show, my name is Donna Rudowitz and I am a licensed clinical psychotherapist as well as a rapid transformational relationship coach. And what I like to say here at Divorcing Gracefully and Beyond is we run a 12-week rapid transformational coaching program where we help women who've been through divorce reactivate their soul and find their home again, not outside of themselves, but within their heart. And so with that said, Kathy, welcome to the show. Hi. Hi, everyone. <laughs> so why don't you give us a little background on, on who Kathy is? And, and secondly, what brought you to DGB in the first place? And then we'll take it from there. Okay, so um, I've been divorced, was divorced um, approximately 16 years. Um, I, uh, <laughs> I did a lot of the work um, myself, and um, I was kind of stuck. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just couldn't get my life where I wanted it to, despite mm -hmm. all the things that I thought I was doing right. And uh, I ran into Donna and I thought, I'm going to see what she has to offer. <laughs> and Donna offered me a lot. And uh, it, we had a conversation and it was, you know, it... <laughs> It was very, very interesting because I really felt like most of what she said I was already doing. Mm -hmm. And um, and she very succinctly said, but something isn't working or <laughs> you would be where you want to be. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't argue with that. And she was a thousand percent right on. And um, I did the program and I got the tweaks in that I needed to. And and my life skyrocketed, skyrocketed from there. I and skyrocketed is skyrocket because let's. I'm gonna give our viewers and our sisters a little bit of background what I know, but I also want you to to embed on this, right? So when you came to DGB again, there was this, this gap of time. You were in a place what I call the one degree principle. Okay, and what I mean by that is there's only one degree difference between water that boils and water that does not boil, right? We're talking about one degree. That's it. We're not talking about a thousand degrees. So Kathy, you're like so many of us, including myself early on in my journey, where we're doing what the world tells us to do. We're going to therapy. We're reading the books. We're doing everything. But yet there's this piece that just doesn't seem to fit. Like we can't, it's almost like we have a key and we know it's going to unlock because there's not a doubt that there, it's, we just don't know where the lock is to unlock. And when each exactly. comes, we give you that bridge because we're not, we are more focused. It's not just the information on the 5% of our brain that is information. We're focused on the 95% of the transformation of changing that subconscious. And so when your key found its lock, 
not only did you bring your life with your family to its highest level because you had relationships within your family unit that you wanted to repair and heal, including yourself mm-hmm. as well as your family. Not only that, but you ended up meeting your soulmate, right? A person who you are sharing your life with, who is a lovely man. You began as you were doing the work and as you began healing, you saw the transformation in yourself and you wanted to plan for retirement to be able to help people to do what we do here at DGB in a, in a similar but yet different way. You went through the Divorce and Gracefully and Beyond program and retired and are, are, are doing that work. And so did I miss anything? I mean, because your life com- took a, a complete 180, right? In, in such yeah, a beautiful it, way. It did. And, um, and I thought, I think one of the things that was missing for me was even even though you know we may think we love ourselves or we may think we have an okay relationship with ourselves a lot of times we really don't we have that internal voice that is negative that keeps you know spurring on and um that was one of the things that i did learn I'm so glad that you said that, Kathy, because you know what visual came to my mind is let's say we're we're born in an environment where there's sun every day, right? There's sun and there's flowers and we enjoy that environment. But let's say all of a sudden we make some choices and now our days are filled with rain and those days are filled with rain and clouds for 30 years. We forget about the sun that we were born into. The rain and clouds become our normal. We we don't, we, we remember fleeting images of the past, but we, it's so insidious. It just becomes our, our normal. And so when you say that about the love, we, we think we love ourselves, but we have given ourselves up. Meaning many of us women, we have become someone's mother, someone's wife, someone's, you know, ex-wife, someone's, we're, we're someone's, you know, employee or boss, or we have all of these roles that we have literally given ourselves up to play this role and we think we know who we are, but we don't until we experience the sun again. And we're like, holy kamoli, I didn't know what I didn't know. Right. And, and also with that is choosing happiness all the time. <gasps> Can I put that? I have to put that. I've got to put that right here. Hold on one second. Hold on because this is key, Kathy. Right here. Choosing happiness. It sounds yeah. like such a simple concept, but it actually is difficult, right? It is. And it's something that not only that you have to do daily, but depending upon what's going on, you may have to do it multiple times. You know, shower. I, you got to do it every day. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and one of the things that my now husband said to me when we first started dating and we were just kind of dating, just kind of on a, like a friend basis, but you know, yeah. And, um, he told me, he said, I was talking um, about my father and my father's like 80 some and he was going um, with, he was going out with a lady and, and he had, um, he always had to eat early, but for some reason, like when he was around her, he ate whatever time she wanted to. And I'm like, if you really have to eat early, why are you eating late? Right. 
And my husband said to me, he said, Kathy, he said, you know, any good man is willing to change their whole world for the mm -hmm. woman that they love. And he said, and I'm going to tell you, if, you know, he said, if a man isn't willing to do that for you, then they're not the right man for you. Mm. And, um, and I thought to myself, well, that's really interesting. I've never really heard that like because, that before. So would you agree with me, Kathy, that most in the past, not everybody, but most of us women, we're the ones changing our lives for the men? <laughs> in a way, right? Or our children or, and I'm not saying yeah. it's not bad. I'm not saying there shouldn't be a give and take, right? But right, you are exactly. 100%. I remember a similar conversation I had with a colleague of mine who was a male and he's in the motivational speaking sector. He specializes in coaching and empowerment, very similar to what we do with DGB, just, you know, in a different way. And I remember him saying, Donna, if a man is interested in you, there's nothing that will stop him from coming to you. There is no storm. There is no, there's nothing because what was happening at the time I was going through a string of, of, of attracting the wrong person. Right. right. And, and, and there was always an excuse of why this person wasn't able to come. And he's like, that's just bullshit. There's no excuse that he's not the right person. <laughs> and, and I, and, and I, and I look back at those experiences, albeit at the time it was very frustrating. But I look back at those experiences and I'm so grateful for them because it allowed me to really have a little snippet into a, the, the way a man thinks and be able to share it with the people whom I work with, right? Because again, we as women, we take on so much responsibility. We take on so much and we forget to go back to what you had said to choose happiness, and to stop bending over backwards for everybody else and to one day say, wait a minute, I am important. And what we teach you at DGB, which is what you did, Kathy, right, is you raised your vibrational frequency. You set mm -hmm. a new standard. Yes. You attracted a new standard in the man who you brought in, who was able to lovingly communicate with you that information, which I think is priceless. Yeah. And I was very impressed because... He wasn't saying that's what he was going to do. He just said, any man that's worth having will do this for you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, um, and if they don't, they're not for you. <laughs> so let's, let's actually get, let's get into the nitty gritty of this. Cause I think this concept is so incredible. And it's 1212 right now on our, my, my phone, which is great angel numbers, which we know that our loved ones are with us right now, which is amazing. And I love that Kathy, that we're, we're, cause I know we're spiritually connected that way, but what, what, what would you say how you operated before, before you came to DGB and then after how you operated, meaning your physiological state of being, your state of mind, what you felt about yourself, how you saw the world, what was your perception before and after? Cause I'd love to hear the difference. So, um, one key point um, that I was actually going to bring up while we were talking about this is I feel like society, the world, whatever, maybe it's our parents, whatever. They're always telling us, or this is a message that I got. I don't know about anybody else, but you know, everything is a compromise. You, you need a compromise. It's not mm -hmm. all about you. It's not about this. It's like, you know, so I was always growing up 
thinking that I'm the one that needs to change. I'm the one that needs to bend for everybody or change what I'm doing. And, um, and one of the differences I found is that isn't always the way we're going to go about that. You know, we, you know, you need to think about this and, you know, mm. yes, there are absolutely times that I bet. Oh, how about we change the word? Exactly what you said, right? Cause I'm writing this down. We, we move from compromising to collaborating. Yes. Yeah. That's great. Big that difference. is a great way of putting it. Right. Yes. Is, is, and you're right. We are taught, but that was my hundred percent, my experience, you know, don't expect too much, always compromise. Now I have a saying that I like to say, and I really do believe this as women too, we can be very competitive in our own right or critical towards ourselves. where, you know, we're, we're going for perfection and we make ourselves crazy. Like, you know, trying to manage the house and working full time and managing the family and making sure the dishes are in the sink at night, making sure the, you know, the, the laundry's done, making sure the food's done, the vacations are taking care. I mean, we've got so much and sometimes good is good enough. Like it is okay. And I give all my women who I work with the permission to go to bed at night with some dishes in the sink right? It is okay. They're not going anywhere. Tomorrow morning, they're going to be waiting for you just yeah. where they are. What's more important is that you rest and you care for yourself. And tomorrow morning, it will take you five minutes. Go do it, right? However, in this side of our life, and this is a huge change that I see from post pre-DGB to post-DGB, right? The personal side. There is no plan B and good is not good enough. We're not willing. And it's not about a compromise. It's about a decision and a new standard we're setting. Absolutely. And that was one of the things that changed. Now, I did not have any young children. All of my children, when I came into DGB, all yes, of my children yes, were adults. Adult. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and I started to learn how to put myself first. And, and, and also you know, not given to, you know, oh, well, this person needs that. Let's let, you know, let, I'm not necessarily the answer to everyone's need or want or whatever or desire. But I mean, I needed to take care of myself. I needed to put myself. Love first. it. Because get, here's, tell me if this sounds familiar to you, right? When, whether you have children who is ever watching this three or 53, it does not matter. <laughs> Because it doesn't, they sometimes our our family members, our loved ones, friends, whoever will call and they'll need something right away. We go on this reactive mode. What can I do? How can I help? How right. can I fix it for you? Where da, da da da? And what Kathy is saying is, we're not ignoring the people in our life. We're not avoiding the people in our life. What we're saying is, we're no longer reacting to the situation. We're going to respond to it. It is, I hear you. I see that that's an issue for you. And then we get to decide, is this something that I want to support or help with? Is this something I could help you with right now? Or it may be, hey, I hear you. that's important to you. I, hate, I hear you need that, but I'm not available today. I could do it over the weekend. I'm available Saturday from nine to three. Would that work for you? Or whatever it is. But we, we learn right. how to put ourselves first. But we, what we do in the meantime, Kathy, when we do that is – People think, oh, I put myself first. I'm going to hurt people around me. And that is completely to the contrary. When you put yourself first, you're actually helping everybody around you. Because number one, you're not selling out your soul 
and on the outside saying, sure, I'll help you. And on the inside going, what the freak did I just decide? Like, why am I doing this? I'm so, and then being like, you know what I'm saying? Where, oh my God, I'm yeah. so tired. I could be home with my family. All I want to do is sleep. And, and you're like, okay, I'll help you. You know? And so it's what, because what, what that does is we're not being honest with ourselves. We're not showing up authentic. And you know what else I've learned is that I have become a model and an example for my family, not just my children, but my extended family, you know, my nieces and nephews and whatever. And they, they, you know, people watch you and they Mm -hmm. learn from decisions that you make and how you live your life. And I say all the time, I am living my best life ever. And if at any point I'm not, we're reevaluating things and making changes every day. I want to be able to say today is the best day of my life. I wake up that way every day with you. I wake up. I can't wait to see what the miracles are. I can't wait to see today is the best day of my life because it really is. Today is the only day we have. Right. Right. Tomorrow's gone. I mean, tomorrow we don't know yet. Yesterday's gone. Tomorrow we don't know yet. Today is 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 really the best day. And so another important part, I think what Kathy, what you said is what I really want to sort of just magnetize a little bit or put a little bit of light on is we have generally speaking, women have this what I would consider to be all or nothing thinking. We put so much weight on a decision. If I do that decision, then it means this, right? And we we, we have, or if I want this, then it means this. Or if I have this, then I have to give up this. And that's not the case. Really in, in actuality is I like the end principle, which means you could have this and you could have this and you could have this. You may not be able to experience them all concurrently at the same time, but you can have them all at the same time. And it's a matter of prioritizing what what's my focus today? Where am I today? I'm going to focus on my family today or tomorrow. I'll focus on work and, and, you know, we figure it out. But what you said was so poignant, which is if something is not working in my favor, if something is not serving me, we're going to reevaluate. That statement in itself could give so much pressure because, guys, take off if I do this, then I do this. Or all of these rules that we have that are based in no fact whatsoever because we're great storytellers. Women are great catastrophizers of everything that could go wrong. We don't necessarily always look at what could go right. And so when you make a decision and you just go that path, if it doesn't work out, so what? You evaluate right. and pivot. There's no action. (laughs) You don't be afraid to take chances or risks. You know, you take a chance. If it doesn't pan out to be what you were thinking, exactly what you said, pivot and, you know, refocus and reevaluate. Now, again, Kathy and I, just to be clear, we're not saying jump off the Brooklyn Bridge and say, oh, how's that going to work out for me? Don't take stupid chances, right? We're not saying to take chances that you know you're going to hurt yourself or that there's something that's that's really, you know, it's a life or death chance. We're not saying, but we're saying in the day-to-day life, because here is what's guaranteed. Get, life is guaranteed to bring to guarantee to bring you moments of great joy, and it is guaranteed to bring you moments of great sadness and everything in between. The most successful and the happiest and most fulfilled women aren't the ones without the problems. They're the ones that built up the resiliency to the change. Mm-hmm. 
And I think sometimes we become so fearful of anything going wrong and we hold ourselves to this, to being perfect and this perfectionism that we disable ourselves from taking, you know, chances or risks. And and again, it's not huge things, you know. Yeah. And we're so fearful, right? right? Like you said, Kathy, we're so fearful of it, but the, the issue is we are so fearful of something we don't want, but by us disabling ourselves, by us clipping our wings, we're actually creating a, a more of a horrible situation that we want to be in, which is creating more fear because we're getting more of what we don't want. Right. It, it becomes this whole conundrum. Yeah. So how does it feel to live in peace in spite of the circumstances, meaning there's challenges and there's things we deal with on a daily basis, but how does it feel to have hold of your life that you are the commander? We're not the victim to the life anymore. We're the master of creating and designing that because you have, you've, you have the room for it now, right? Once we take out the perfectionism, when we take out all these old rules and all these old patterns and the stories that our families used to tell us, and we actually step into our divine connection, and we're led from the inside out versus outside in, how does that feel? It feels like you're living the best life ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it really mm-hmm. does. Mm-hmm. And um, I know that sounds like a cliche or whatever, but it really is. I mean, and those are decisions that you make every day. You know, you make decisions to be at peace and to be happy and, you know, and things happen all the time and you're like, oh, I don't know, like, this is not going in the way that I want to, but you just pivot, you refocus, and, you know, you make the decisions. Every, so, so this is also the conundrum, right? Is because many times women will have a fear of decision-making that they're not making the right decision or a fear of, should I do this or should I do that? Right. They're, they're, they're on the fence of it. And what's really happening is action reduces anxiety. They're creating more anxiety in their life by being on the fence or not taking action. They're creating more anxiety, more pain, and more suffering, right? Because every single day, a matter of fact, every moment, we're making a decision. We're making a decision what to do. We're make, As we're driving, we're making multiple decisions of how we're navigating the wheel, what turn we're going to make when we go to the grocery store. What are we making for dinner? Or you go to the grocery store, for example, and let's say you're making a pot roast and you realize, wait a minute, they're, they have no more pot roast. Are you going to go? Yeah, there may be some disappointment, but you pivot. You buy a chicken and you go home. You call end a day, right? Like you're not going to stay in the grocery store having an absolute panic attack. What happens if I do this? Or now that I don't have this, this will happen. You know, and you know, it's so if you think about it that way, it's kind of ridiculous, right? If a grown woman would be in the grocery store crying over that the pot roast wasn't there and now she has to make chicken, sure, there's a level of disappointment. But isn't it that way? Sometimes we have to step back, Kathy, and look at ourselves as grown women and be like, oh my God, I'm acting so out of character for what what I'm making seem like a catastrophe moment when it's simply not. Because I'm, it, yeah. I'm making it mean so much more than it really is. And even when, you know, even when something does happen that isn't planned or that you wouldn't have enjoyed happening, it teaches us something. 
it serves us in other ways yes. if we allow it to. Thousand to percent. Forward. So let's let's just talk about that because we we at DGB have this mindset and capacity that we've developed over time. And it just doesn't happen in the first 12 weeks of the program. It happens over the years that we're developed. We go through the program, we're developing it, we're coming, we're revisiting material, we're always in the material, we're always thinking about it, teaching it, being it, right? It's, it's over time, we're developing this muscle. But we don't look for what's wrong anymore. We look for the happy synchronicities along the way. Right. Because over the years, going back to having the sun and being exposed to clouds for 30 years, when we're in the clouds, we're looking at when's the next shoe going to drop? What's going to go wrong? Oh, my God, what do I have to prepare for? We're always planning for devastation. We're always planning for fallout versus here at DGBs. We're not denying that there may be a fallout. But what we're saying is I'm planning for the happy miracles and synchronicities. I'm planning for the sun. Because that is my natural born birthright. And what we forget is when we're planning for the sun and expecting the sun, we become the sun and we see the sun. Do you see the difference? Like we actually change the neural pathways in our brain. And so we have these happy little miracles where let's say you always go left to the store one day and you decide to go right and you happen to stop at this place you never stop at for a cup of coffee and you run into a friend you haven't seen in 30 years, but you were thinking about her. And you're like, wow, thank God I went that way. And those right. like, those are the little synchronicities that happen on a daily basis that we get to be part of. And I think it's almost like a cloak of sadness, right? I don't know if you've ever read the book, The Shack. Have you ever read the book, The Shack? No. Years ago, years ago was a popular book. I, I love it. I mean, it's, it's again, very, it's a, it's a book that's been here for a while, but one of the things the storyteller or the writer spoke about is this, um, he called it the great sadness. And I think sometimes as women going through a divorce, post-divorce, it could be one year, it could be five years, it could be 20 years. We carry around this invisible cloak of sadness. It's very heavy. It's very cumbersome. It's almost as if we have cataracts on our soul. Right. When you have a cataract on your eye, you can't see quite clearly. This cloak of sadness is a cataract on the soul. It prevents you from living. Now, going on the spiritual level, there we are not dealing with people. We're dealing with principalities. And there are energies and spirits and people in this world that do not want to see you happy. Right. They want to see you sad and in poverty of mind, body, spirit, wealth, all of that. And so when you be, when you come accustomed to this cloak, even though you know it's not how you're supposed to be living, it's like you can't see. And the work we do at DGB is it's almost like we do that internal cleansing where that cloak comes off, the cataracts get lifted. We, we, we reconnect to the true soul, which is the sun, which is our internal guide and our guide. And now we have this room in our existence and our consciousness to actually enjoy life. And if you are watching this, yeah. my friend, right? If you are watching this, no matter where you are in your divorce journey, if you're thinking about it, that's when you call Kathy. <laughs> if you're going through it, you call me or after it, you call me. 
You deserve to live a life of joy, of peace, of happiness. You deserve to take the control back over your family, become the matriarch who you are, become the example of who you know you're meant to be in your heart so that your children, if you if you don't have children, your loved ones, your family, your fur babies, everybody will feel the energy. It does not matter. But you gain rightful control back over your life because there are principalities, there are spirits, there are people that are vying for your vital life force energy and as, if they're vampiring from you, if they're taking that energy from you, they're living a great life and you are suffering. And no one could change your suffering until you decide, I'm available for challenges. I'm just not available for suffering. And you make a decision. Today is the day that I'm deciding my life is going to be different. Today is the day I'm going to decide that my divorce isn't going to be what is taking me down. It's going to be a catalyst, right? And we rebuild. Yes. Don't put that limitation on yourself to continue to be sad and to carry that baggage around and and allow that to define you. Yes. Don't it allow it, that limitation. It is not our exactly exactly. It is not our it's we that great sadness wants to define you. And you and we do. You could be smart, you could be intelligent, you could be running organizations. You could be a CEO. You could be a stay-at-home. I don't care who you are. But what happens is the sadness comes and begins to, again, it's insidious and begins to create the story of how broken you are. And you begin to commiserate with the brokenness. You begin to find, and then what will happen is your experience, your 3D experience that you live on a day-to-day -day will match that. You will find life is hard. You will find money won't come to you easily. You will find everything goes wrong. You will find your toothbrush drops in the toilet bowl. You will find that you're always behind the bus, right? I mean, always, like there's always something. You're always on the wrong grocery line, always. Because your life in the 3D must match what your belief system is. So Kathy, what are some parting words you could give your sisters? If, if you could go back to before you are on this journey of what I would call our miracles and synchronicity and joy, being remarried, becoming the matriarch of your family, showing up in a very different way as the example. Because like you said, people will watch what you do. They don't necessarily hear you, what you say. Because I always say, your actions speak so loudly, I can't hear what you say. And so we are always cognizant of that at DGB, right? What would you say to that woman who was you before Right. So you're Kathy 2.0 right now. <laughs> what would you say to Kathy prior to 2.0? If she was listening to this, what could you say to our dear, sweet DGB sisters who are listening? Um, I would say, first and foremost, love yourself. Look into the mirror every day, every time you go to the mirror and tell yourself that you love yourself, yep. love yourself and do not place limits on how great you can be. That's what I would say. Yep. Yep. And so I'm going to put love yourself and no limits and very poignant, Kathy, because the limits you, we, again, it's something we probably we, we don't know what we, we don't know. Um, the limits you're placing on yourself are fake. They are not real. 
These are not limit. Th these are limits that are from our lowest point, not our highest point. When we're operating at our highest point, there is no limits. And what I could give you from my perspective is you don't have to figure out how you're going to get there. You must figure out what it is you want because God, universe, and source will begin to place the miracles, the people, the information on your path to lead you. Now, if you're stuck in the lowest level vibrational frequency and you're stuck in the chasm of the shit of the divorce, our angels can't lower their vibrational frequency enough to come help us. You have to decide <laughs> to choose happiness and begin to lift yourself up because that's where your spirits, guide, universe, and source could bring themselves. And this is where the, the where I what I consider to be the most important relationship happens. And that's going back to what you said beginning. We learn to love ourselves in a way that we didn't even know was possible. And we learn to set standards for ourselves and for others that we no longer accept, right? And I'm looking behind you, Kathy, and I see two huskies. I don't know if it's wolves or huskies, but it reminds me of wolves. wolves. Yeah. I don't know if you remember in the masterclass, one of the things I said is every day, choose, you have to choose the wolf you feed, right? Because there's a yes. wolf that says your life is terrible. It's, it's going to be shit. You know, there's no good men out there. You know, it's hard. It's going to take you 30 years to heal. And no. then you're going to go find people, you know, family members and friends who are going to commiserate that story with you. Oh, yeah, it's so hard, right? Because again, misery loves company. You will find that. Right. Or you're going to choose the wolf that says, like, I, I have infinite life. There's infinite, there's infinite possibilities for me even though I don't know necessarily about love and how to love myself and what to expect in a partner, I can learn and I'm ready for it. And I want to learn. And I know I'm on one side of the bridge. I know there's another side of the bridge and, and God universe source bring me how to cross the bridge. Right. And, 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 and choose to feed that wolf because that wolf is going to be your liberation of your soul. Absolutely. Right. Cause to me, to me, the greatest defeat isn't isn't the divorce it isn't that you made mistakes it isn't that thing maybe life isn't going the way that you want the what 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 causes me the greatest sadness in my heart is a woman going to her grave never living yes that to me because we only even though we're beings that will let we, you know we we're in eternity we only have one chance in this life in this body to do the work we're supposed to do and a woman going to her grave and never living as a result of fear or a result of worry or result of trepidation because she listened to other people and didn't listen to her heart. That to me is a tragedy. So don't be that woman. Know that if you have it in your heart to love and be loved, if you have it in your heart to live a life of joy and peace, then decide that that's what you're going to do and then be open to the bread trail of where it leads you. And if you're listening to Kathy and you're listening to me, there's no coincidence. Out of billions of people in this world, we somehow found each other. We do, This is no coincidence. And Kathy, you see this in the DGVB sisterhood, right? In the community is when we look at each other, it's almost like we're souls connected. We're a soul family. We're like, wow, we're home. Yeah. Right. And so Absolutely. with that said, I'm going to put here in the chat, um, should you wish, 
Should you want to find out about Divorce and Gracefully and Beyond, and, and without a shadow of a doubt, if you're meant for DGB, we could help you. There's And, and if you're not, I'm going to tell you what I believe would be the best path for you because not everybody is meant for DGB. But go ahead. This is the website. And then I'm going to go ahead and um, you could also book a call with me. So let me put where you book a call with me, which is my website, DonnaRudowitz.com slash and my suggestion is if this message with Kathy and I resonated go ahead and book a call with me this is where we'll decide what is the best path for you whether it be DGB or a different path and Kathy any last parting words you like to give our sisters and our friends before we close no no <laughs> just yeah. what I said before just love yourself no limits and be the greatest that you can be. Yes. And congratulations for being the example, Kathy. Honestly, congratulations. Because as we change, as your soul has changed in the way that you interact with the world, your families have changed, which then their families have changed. It is This is pure consciousness. We're all collective. We're all part of each other. And one thing that I learned this morning, and this will be my parting words to this, and this is to you, Kathy, and this is to everybody who's listening to this, is that the science behind our collective consciousness, which means we really are all connected. And some people will call it the field, some people will call it the net, but if you could envision a net where we're all part of it, right? We're all piece of this net. There's no one separate, there's no one different, we're all part of it. We're all just having a unique individual experience, right, on earth as, is, as a different human being, but we're all the same collective consciousness, is when, when someone bothers you or when there's something that makes you mad about another person, it's, it's actually mirroring what you don't like within yourself. And it's an opportunity to understand like, hey, when I'm frustrated with another person because they're not on time, where, like we just say, for example, where am I not on time with myself? Where am I not giving myself enough time? Where am I not being mindful of that, right? And that's where we, we learn. And so with that, if you're looking at other people or, or you're seeing people experience the life that you want and you're not understanding and it's frustrating you that they're experiencing it. You have to ask yourself the question, what actions am I not taking? Right? What, what am I allowing in my life? That's allowing me to, to, to have this, this similar day-to-day -day experience. And then on the other side, what actions can I take to get me to the other side, whether it's DGB or not, again, to me, whatever fits you is where you need to be, but make a decision, take action. No, there's no limits. And Kathy and I both wish you an amazing rest of your day and we'll see you on the other side. And Kathy, thank you so much for joining us today. See you later. Bye. Bye.